Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, September 18th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adio A. Jr. Joining me is LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. Tim Ma Buggin and Gettys. I'm doing so well, Bless. You didn't ask, but I needed to tell you. Yeah? The only bad thing going on in my life right now is that my Taxes. allergies, dude. Oh, yeah, the allergies. The eyes are just not feeling too. They're feeling very See, itchy. For me, it's been dry. congestion. Mm. And I don't I don't think I've had allergies like this before where it happened a couple weeks ago where, like, my nose was just running. And I could not breathe through my nose. And then this weekend, again, it actually was just Saturday where it happened where I wake up and I'm like, ooh, I cannot breathe. Yeah. And the whole day, my nose is running. I've not had it like that before. You hate it, man. You hate no. to see it. You hate to smell it or lack of smell it. This weekend's been great for me mm -hmm. for a couple reasons. One, listen to NASA's Magic 3. It's fantastic like you said it was. Incredible. Two, finally making my way through Mortal Kombat. Mm. We're going to talk about that later this week. Yeah. A little uh, reminder for everybody. No X-Cast this week. We're doubling up on Gamescast because we want to get our... Uh, um, Mortal Kombat our thoughts on Mortal Kombat 1, which you've already beat, but we'll do a full detail. Can we say who the guests are? Oh, yeah, we can. We got the one and only Mitchell Saltzman, the reviewer for IGN, and then also Khalif Adams. Hell yeah. Somebody who plays an, an excellent Raiden and destroys oh, yeah? me. Oh, yeah. He's incredible as Raiden. MK's his shit, right? Yeah. Oh, that's his jam. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to, if, like, it was shocking to me when I played Mortal Kombat uh, with um, Khalif for the first time because, well, it was, I believe it was Mortal Kombat 11. I'm going in, like, I'm, I have so much confidence in myself in finding games. Like, I'm not like a fucking pro, but if I'm going against the average person, I feel pretty good. And when I was going up against Khalif, I was like, all right, I'm sure Khalif plays Mortal Kombat, but like, how good is this guy really? His Raiden fucking destroyed me in a That's way where awesome. I was like, oh, you are good at this. Hell yeah. You are good at this. And so it's going to be a very excellent game. Yeah, very excited for that. I'm joining you for that one as well, uh, which is going to be really exciting. Hopefully, I, I, I'll have it beat by then. Now, yeah. But I'm having a great time so far. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I also spent the entire weekend playing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, the Teal Mask DLC. Oh. I beat it. I am uh, almost done with catching them all. I think I have like 10 left or something like that. Um, overall, really fun experience. It kind of, you know how in the original base game, there's like the three different main quests. Yeah. Um, the DLC is kind of like, I wouldn't say two thirds of a main quest. Okay. So a sizable piece of content. Like you can get through it if you're just playing through the story parts in like three hours, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but if you try to do everything, like I'm getting closer to the almost 10 hour mark. Um, but man, fun little story. You know how the, the writing in Scarlet and Violet was like charming? Like yeah. there was like the actual heart to a lot of the, the little storylines that they had. This is a perfect example of that. Uh, ends in a, like a cliffhanger way that I'm like, I didn't expect that you'd get me hyped for part two of the DLC, Let's but you go. did. Uh, so that's kind of cool. But I do need to say, mm -hmm. Nintendo, Pokemon Company, somebody. Fix your shit. Oh, no. It's still bad. Dude, it's so bad. It's so hard to look at. Like, mm -hmm. I'm playing, like, on handheld, it's a little bit better. It's a little, let me say, it's not better. Better is not the word. Mm -hmm. Less distracting. Less abrasive. Yeah. When you see it on a TV and you just see geometry just shifting because the sun is passing over a cloud and it just looks like a garbled nonsense mess, it literally pains me. Like, yeah, I got a headache watching, and I'd have to stop playing after an hour. Come on! I, I know we met, we said this multiple times when we were reviewing the game when the game was coming out, and we were liking, and we were playing and liking it. That game is like the most monkey paw game I've ever played in my life, where they did everything that I wanted in a Pokemon game. Yeah, right. Oh man, let me do let me do these things in any order. Oh, let me have this open world that actually feels feel like it's open. Let me have a um, a story and characters that I actually care about that I actually like am engaged with. They answered all of my 
problems with Pokemon and then introduce something crazy. <laughs> something crazy. They're like, what if this was the worst running game you've ever played in your life? Yeah, man. And it and it really is. And like being away from it, like I've only been doing the the terror raids every couple months or whatever, but like not actually engaging with the gameplay in a real way having that pause playing so many games especially like on ps5 and stuff recently recently with final fantasy 16 mm. <laughs> i just feel like i understand like, oh, it's God. all on different hardware here but playing final <laughs> fantasy 16 and then playing pokemon scarlet and violet it is it oh man let me tell you we're gonna talk about it because we have yeah. it as a new story but Good. mortal kombat 1 has a similar story going oh, on I'm there sorry. but let's talk about all that because today's stories include wait, wait, real quick i want to uh, segue in off the the pokemon thing look at my new shirt Kevin, can we get the one on this? Wow. Oh. kind of well, funny Pokedex shirt. That's hot. Going live tomorrow, 10 a.m. Pacific. Kindoffunny.com slash store. Mm-hmm. Fresh as hell. Yeah. Also, I should shout out, uh, of course, Kevin was doing the Lord's work this last Friday, building a new computer for the studio, fixing a lot of issues that we've had. Oftentimes, when we fix issues, new issues get introduced. And so bear with us. If you're listening or watching and you notice that there are things that are off, that's probably because Kevin built this new computer and we're still figuring those things out. So bear with us. We're doing our best over here. Shout out to Kevin. Had a tough one this morning, Bless. Tough one this morning. We got in there. The last sight. Literally, (laughs) the brain of the studio was not working one minute before we were going live. But Kev Dog figured it out. Tested this goddamn thing three times on Friday. And it's like, oh, everything's working fine. All right, come in today, hit the, the boot button, 20 minutes go by, I'm like, oh, this doesn't look good. This doesn't look good at all. Yeah. But hey, it booted. It was one of those ones where like I'm sitting at my desk and all I hear is what sounds like Kevin in pain. Yelping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what, what, what's going on? What's going on? I hope you're good, Kevin. I hope you didn't shock yourself. Oh, I, I keep getting shocked. I don't know what the hell's going on with this studio, but the last like two weeks, I just like, there's audible pops of static electricity when mm. I touch things. And it's just like, it's scary. It's, I feel like a dog being trained, but I don't know what they're trying to train me in. That's a really good description. Thank you. <laughs> That's a really good description. Good job on that. So the, the chat is saying that the volume is having a little bit of a, an issue. They were saying it was too quiet, which makes sense. It's not like that, that could be something that's happening. So I've now boosted it. It's boosted everybody. And this boosted. is like, I can bring it down a little bit. Can't go up any higher. Maybe people are still saying low. But also, maybe it's on your end, y'all. Maybe you got to no, turn no, up your no, car rate. I, good. People are saying it's turn I, up your I car. I bet you that we're transmitting it now to the other computer. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll sort it out. Yeah, people are saying it sounds perfect. People are saying it sounds Kev's fine. on. Kev's Don't on. worry about chat. Chat just be saying things. But also, we be saying things on this store. Uh, on this store. Oh, on this so show. Close. God so dang close. it. God dang it. Today's, <laughs> today's stories include new details about the Switch 2, Elder Scrolls 6, Skips, PS5, and more. Because this <gasps> is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when you get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kinda Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you, part four of Greg and Brian Altano's 20 Minutes of Tears is up right now. The episode is called How Do Moblins Make Babies? I asked Roger to describe it in one sentence, and he said, Greg and Brian get to the bottom of how moblins make babies. You can catch that, <laughs> catch that over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. 
And then, of course, tomorrow you can get Tim's shirt. It's the kind of funny Pokedex shirt. If you're not watching the video. Hammered French, baby. Let me tell you. Audio listeners, it's a fire shirt. Go over to kindoffunny.com slash store to check that out. And then today after KHD, Kanda Munchies is getting spicy. You can join Mike, Roger, Gary Witta, and Fran Mirabella for a spicy noodle taste test challenge. Check it out live on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. I cannot hype that up enough because I haven't seen Fran Mirabella eat spicy stuff in many years. Mm -hmm. But about 10 years ago, me and him went to a dice in Vegas. And late night, we went to a Buffalo Wild Wings. And you know what? Buffalo Wild Wings, they have the blazing challenge. Oh, yeah. Where if you do the challenge, you get your face on the wall, like that type of stuff. He just ordered blazing wings, not making a big deal out of it. Then he asked for extra blazing sauce on the side because it wasn't enough. That's insane. And he wasn't trying to be an asshole. He just likes his food that way. Good for him. Yeah. So this is going to be wild. You got to retell that story on the munchies. Like, we have to have people come in and tell their hot stories with Fran. <laughs> hot stories with Fran. I'd pay for that. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Brave Authos, Jedi Master Deadpool, and Delaney Twining. Terry brought to you by BetterHelp, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A Vegas dozen. Starting with our number one. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It started wild. It got normal, and then it ended going off the rails. I I went. I made like he said Rover Report, which I was like, what the fuck is that? Because my little button says Baker's dozen. I I know. I know. I know. It was my mistake. What's the Rover? What the fuck is the Rover Report, guys? I no longer run this show daily. All right. So holy shit. I was thrown off. Then the the noise came out wrong. I'm gonna go back to sleep. Uh, story number one, The Elder Scrolls Six won't come out on PS5, a Microsoft document reveals. Uh, this is Wesley Inpool at IGN. And Tim, we're back at it. The court documents. Here we are, baby. They're we thought back. it was over. Nope. Nope. Uh, the exclusivity status of The Elder Scrolls Six was one of the burning questions following Microsoft's $7.5 billion buyout, a billion dollar buyout of Bethesda back in 2021. Xbox boss Phil Spencer has danced around the issue, most recently insisting a decision had yet to be made. But now, according to one of Microsoft's own documents, the debate is over. The Elder Scrolls 6 is set to skip PS5. Axios reporter Steven Totillo. Stop for a second. What up? Wow. We knew it was going to happen. Oh, yeah. But wow. Wow. It's <laughs> happening. I, I, this is one where, like, when they said when they said they hadn't figured it out, I'm like, have y'all not figured it yeah, out, though? for reals, though? Like, I understand maybe because the game is so far away, those mm -hmm. conversations just maybe haven't been broached yet. But, like, of course it's going to be exclusive. Yeah. Of course. I continue. Uh, Steven Totillo tweeted a freshly unsealed document lifted from the FTC versus Microsoft trial over the Activision Blizzard buyout. And it includes a list of, of uh, announced Bethesda games along with their platform and release window intentions. A particular interest is section is a section on the Elder Scrolls 6, which, according to the document, will not launch on PS5 and instead launch on Xbox and PC only. Its release date is down as TBC, that is to be confirmed, but the game is expected 2026 or later. Microsoft has yet to make a formal announcement about the launch platforms or release <laughs> window for the Elder Scrolls 6. <laughs> I don't know if the audience can hear it, or the audience is like experience what we experienced. So... 
This keyboard just has a lock button that locks it, puts you in just in the Windows lock screen. I've never hit it before. It's on the opposite side of the escape button. Tim, things are falling apart in here. It's all functioning. It's just me. Uh, so, chat, what happened? For viewer, viewers and listeners, as I'm reading through the story, this, the screen, our confidence monitor just goes dark. Just pure black. Just clear black, right? And like I try not to pay attention because maybe that means Kevin's doing yep. something. Maybe that means he's editing something. But usually it just doesn't go pure black. And so I couldn't hold in. And as soon as I let out a little giggle, Kevin is just fucking dying behind the control room glass. And like it wasn't on mic, and so you didn't hear it. But we that's just what hear a muffled. Because <laughs> he knows what I'm laughing at. But I'm like, do, do they know? Uh, anyway, oh, I didn't ask Microsoft for comment. Tim, mm -hmm. like we mentioned, this isn't a surprise, yeah. but it's wild to like see some sort of quote-unquote confirmation, even though it's not confirmation, but it pretty much is confirmation. You know, we're looking at an interesting chart here, kind of going through all of the Bethesda Xbox games that have been released since the conversation of the acquisition started, and it is interesting that there's been like uh, differences in terms of where things launch. I mean, think back to Deathloop, right? Yep. <laughs> Launching first on PS5. What a wild world that was, mm -hmm. uh, looking back on it. But yeah, this is not a surprise. You know, they're pushing there anywhere Game Pass is available. That's their pitch. One day, will Game Pass be on PS5? It's very unlikely. But, you know, they're trying to keep them options open. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I feel like for anyone paying attention, Elder Scrolls 6 seemed to be very unlikely to launch um, after Starfield was decided and officially to be exclusive mm -hmm. on Xbox. So, again, not a surprise given the context of this news story. I would say a major surprise relative to a couple years ago before this acquisition story where it's like, no way would oh, Elder yeah. Scrolls be exclusive. But here we are in, in the modern times yeah in the steven totillo tweet right like he has this chart but then at the bottom of the chart you have microsoft's statement on exclusivity pertaining to each title and i think this is where things get interesting where you look at something like death loop you look at something like ghostwire tokyo you look at fallout 76 and uh the re the relative statement to that would be uh, so obviously i can't sit here and say that every bethesda game is exclusive and i believe uh, they don't give a specific person i always assume that these are all phil spencer but this is just microsoft uh, there's con contractual ob obligations that we're going to see through, as we always do in every one of these instances. And I can even stop it there, right? Like, obviously, yes, Deathloop, Ghostwire Tokyo, the ink was on the page. As the as these acquisitions were happening, right? Like, these games were, what, maybe a year out or mm -hmm. so? Like, it makes sense to see those actually end up on PlayStation. You get to Elder Scrolls um, Online, that game already out on PlayStation. So, like, we don't, don't, don't want, we don't really need to even question that. You get to Starfield and Redfall, right? And the statement here relating to that. Uh, one of the things that has me most excited, seeing the roadmap with Bethesda's future, uh, Bethesda's future games, some announced and many unannounced to Xbox console and PC, including Starfield, the highly anticipated new space epic currently in development by Bethesda Game Studios. That's basically them officially confirming those exclusivity. But then you get to Elder Scrolls Six. And then the statement relating here is, in order to be on Xbox, I want us to be able to bring the full, complete package of what we have. And that would, uh, that would be true when I think about Elder Scrolls Six, right? That is a statement that came from Microsoft. That is a statement pretty much, like, not confirming, but confirming, yes, we want Elder Scrolls Six to be exclusive because that is what we're building to here, right? We are trying to create this catalog that is going to be a reason why you want to be in the Xbox ecosystem, whether that's you buying an Xbox Series X, whether that's you being on PC and playing Xbox games there, or whether that's you... Uh, subscribing to Game Pass and playing our games that way. And so this isn't surprising, but also, yeah, like when you think about the history of, of what these have been, when you think about Skyrim being the, one of the most played games ever, right? One of the Period. most bought games ever. And that, you know, many, many editions of that game have come out, but regardless, people are buying them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's funny you say that. Many editions have come out kind of even goes to the point of it, right? Yeah. Like Skyrim is potentially 
up there with Resident Evil as the least exclusive game of all time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, it's wild to, to be where we're at. Yeah. How do you feel about what we see here, right, going down with Elder Scrolls 6 and moving it over to the Activision uh, Blizzard conversation of Call of Duty is, at this point, is going to be multi-platform just based on all the core stuff that's yep. happened. Is there anything else in that catalog that you put alongside a what we see from Bethesda's catalog in terms of a question mark? Or do we assume that everything else is going to be exclusive? That's a really good point. I, I feel like, yeah, with where we're at in 2023 and beyond when it comes to some of the, the bigger publishers out there, we were just talking about EA a lot last week where back in the early 2010s, beyond. they'd be working on a dozen projects. We'd get a EA press conference at, e, at E3 and it would be the sports games, it'd be their mobile stuff, it would be some of their bigger ticket item stuff that we we expect from them but then it would also be um a ton of weird surprises the mirrors edges the ea originals type stuff um plants versus zombies garden warfare like mm -hmm. there was they'd be putting out games you know what i mean uh and i feel like nowadays it's a lot more buttoned up like you we can expect two three games from ea a year and it's like mm -hmm. if there's a surprise it's a major major surprise um, or like a need for speed that just kind of drops. But when you look at the Activision side of it, you look at the Bethesda side, I feel like they also, Activision in particular, have been slimming down so much where they used to be putting out a ton of stuff. Now it's essentially just Overwatch and Call of Duty. Yeah. Right? But then you add Diablo. There are now the Crash Bandicoots and Tony Hawks and Spyros and all of those things, right? Skylanders even. I can see a lot of those games um, being made for Game Pass, being exclusive. Like, um, but Call of Duty being the, the one that is kind of like across multi-platforms, Overwatch, I don't know. I feel like it's the type of game they're going to want to invest in having the player base for, right? Because yeah. that's how that game is monetized. That's how it works for them. So I wouldn't be surprised if Overwatch follows the Call of Duty model compared to... Overwatch is a fascinating thing because Overwatch, the jump from Overwatch 1 to Overwatch 2 felt more like an update, right? It felt, and the way I described it is Overwatch 2.0, where... This isn't, you know, us like revamping the entire thing. Really, like we are going in, we're making it a bit prettier, and we're adding in some new characters, new maps, new modes, and bringing it down from six to five, like all these things. But that, I think, the problem with Overwatch and like the the what contributed the most to its rough launch is that it didn't feel like a big enough step to get the people that were there at the beginning of Overwatch back and excited again for the launch of Overwatch Two. Right? It just felt like another update. It just felt like another step. It could be fascinating seeing. One, is there an Overwatch 3? And then two, if there is an Overwatch 3, does it finally feel like a step? Do you then do the thing where, hey, we're not just updating the app. We are creating a new launcher. We are uh, creating a new system. We are maybe revamping what the character roster looks like, right? We're getting rid of all these characters, adding in new characters. I would like for them to do it the way that fighting games do it, where it is, hey, this is a brand new experience uh, yep. here, right? Because I think with that, you're able to make a big new splash. And I think that big new splash would serve them way better than what the Overwatch 2 launch was. If they do that, is that exclusive? Because I think there's an argument there that like, hey, this is now now we're not just adding to a game that was already on PlayStation. We are trying to build up to something. Yeah. We're trying to create a new thing. And I think that new thing could be used to market Xbox, right? Could be used totally. to market Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, I feel like th this is where we get into uh, a lot of uh, different perspectives on should games be exclusive? Should they not? What does that mean when you look For at sure. the business of it all? Um, and there are there are definitely perspectives on this, but I always and I've said this before, I enjoy the exclusivity uh, for the different consoles. I have the luxury and privilege of having the different consoles, but I also love that Xbox makes it so accessible with Game Pass 
and uh, being uh, able to play in, in multiple different ways. And I like the idea of Xbox having a slate of games that you got to play on Xbox. This is why you're subscribing to Xbox. And mm -hmm. it's not just legacy library stuff, which is also really exciting when you start thinking about the amount of old games from Activision's library, Bethesda's library, that uh, if aren't already on Game Pass will be eventually down the line. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it'd be really cool potentially if Overwatch 3 figured something out to be this big, exciting thing. But then it does go back to what we always talk about of how do you best serve the game in its community? Is the... Uh, is it our, the train left the station when it comes to Overwatch where the community is multi-platform there, so taking that away is like a very, very bad idea. You look at something sure. like a Destiny, right? Yeah. Uh, which even though it now is also in an interesting exclusivity um, where it could be exclusive in mm -hmm. some ways, they're like, no, 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 it's not going to be. Yeah, and I, again, that is that case-by-case -case thing, right? I'm sure that applies to all of these. And also, and also this is a, a kindoffane.com slash you're wrong. In the Activision court hearings, right, and all these things, I know we we talk about it mainly in Call of Duty, but have the Call of Duty stuff? Does that also pertain to things like Crash Bandicoot? Like, is it no. a package deal, or are they just talking oh, it's about Call of, Duty? Call of Duty, right? Because it, okay, it's the promises about Call of Duty, like gotcha. that franchise, right? Because they think about all the um, the Nvidia pictures and the the Nintendo Switch picture of like we're gonna partner for Call of Duty. For... Yeah, but I could have sworn there was some of those that were like Call of Duty and Activision games, right? Like I feel like some of those might have been packaged, but I also mm. could be thinking about like other scenarios. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's specifically talking about okay the the COD franchise. Um, yeah, but yeah, like to your point of serving the audience, I mean that's the tough thing is so it's that push and pull where you can make the argument that well, Bethesda has an audience mm -hmm. on PlayStation, and we're releasing Starfield so that we can get some of that audience over here, right? It is that battle. I, I'm not, um, you're right. I'm not talking necessarily about like, is there an audience there for the game? I'm saying, is the game dependent on the audience? Uh, I it see. being multiplayer, yeah. needing the community, whereas uh, Starfield doesn't need that, right? Yeah. Starfield is, it can be played, there is the community side of it, but the game doesn't live or die based on there based being on how many people, people are involved playing. and how many people are online. That makes sense. Uh, moving on with story number two, more for these Microsoft documents coming out. Nintendo reportedly briefed Activision on its Switch 2 plans last year. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Nintendo reportedly briefed Activision Blizzard on plans for its next-gen console late last year. That's according to internal Activision materials that have emerged as part of Microsoft's legal battle with the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, which reviewed by the, <laughs> the Verge. So are people just, like, scouring every word, and we're just, like, going to be talking about these papers for the rest of time? Oh, 1,000%. <laughs> I mean, those apparently it was a new wave of papers, right? Like, like a new wave of documents. Something must have happened. Like, there was a truck accident, and fucking a bunch of files <laughs> flew out, and, <laughs> and fucking Tom Warren was there, like, oh, shit, let me scoop up these fucking documents, see what Microsoft's up to. Uh, according to the materials, Activision executives, including CEO Bobby Kotick, met with Nintendo executives, including President Shuntaro Furukawa, to discuss Switch's successor on December 15th, 2022. Briefing materials sent to Kotick ahead of the meeting by Chris Schnackenberg, <laughs> ahead of Activision's platform strategy and, pa and partner relations, appear to suggest that the company expected the console's performance to be comparable uh, to PS4 and Xbox One. Quote, given the closer alignment to Gen 8 platforms in terms of performance and our previous offerings on PS4 slash Xbox One, it is reasonable to assume we can make something compelling for the NG or the, the, the next gen switch. NG well. switch? NGP? NGP, let's go. Uh, it would be helpful to secure early access to development hardware prototypes and prove, uh, prove that out nice and early, end quote. However, appearing as a witness in July as part of Microsoft's court battle with the FTC, 
Kota claimed Activision was unaware of the specifications for Nintendo's next console. Nintendo is yet to officially comment on plans for its next console. However, according to VGC sources, the company has dispatched Switch 2 development kits to key partners with a launch, a launch planned for the second half of 2024. Oh, bless. Yeah. It's starting to get more and more interesting. December. That's a while back. Yeah. Right? Way further back than what we've talked about, Gamescom right? Gamescom being August, right? Of uh, Nintendo showing that you start adding these things together, it's telling a very compelling story. Uh, obviously, with everything going on with the acquisition and with these conversations on the Bethesda, or not Bethesda, Microsoft and Activision side of things, uh, I imagine some conversations might have went down earlier than they necessarily would have otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, and I know there's a lot of things in place to like stop that from happening, but then there's also just the reality of Nintendo and Activision came to an agreement, right? Yeah. And that's the thing is, yeah, uh, Call of Duty is promised to be on the uh, Nintendo consoles for the next 10 years, right? And when you talk about that, the question immediately is, well, how, yep. right? Is it cloud? Like, how are you going to make this thing run? Are you going to make a super dumbed down version of Call of Duty? We see what's happening with Mortal Kombat 1 right now. Like, How's this going to go? And that makes a lot of sense that somewhere in this process, Activision would meet up with Nintendo to go, hey, what are your plans? Like, how can we work with you? Yep. We have this promise, so we want to make this promise happen. If the promise here is that the power of the next Switch is going to be comparable to PS4 and Xbox One, which is a bit different from what we talked about with it, the Gamescom thing. Now, here's what's I think the most interesting part of this is mm. we're going to get a lot of these conversations over the next year, right? Of like more and more people seeing things, hearing things, whatever it is. The difference between a PS4 and a PS5, right, Yeah, is interesting because the last report, the Gamescom report, which is later, yep. was talking about it being more similar to a PS5 in quality. This talking about it being more Xbox One, PS4. But then you think about the amount of games that have been cross-gen, right, uh, yep. on PS4 and PS5, even some of the biggest games to, to come out yet. Um, God uh, of War it, Ragnarok was it, on PS4. Exactly, which is absolutely wild to think about. So, yeah, the power level's there. There's a, a lot of wiggle room for it, the statement to be true, that it's similar in power yeah. to both in some way, especially if you're talking about end result, which the Gamescom stuff is talking about DLSS and things like yep. that, the NVIDIA magic that could make the game look and run similar to a PS5, although not being as powerful as a PS5. Yeah, and I, and I think with these type of comments, right, I think you might pick and choose certain things where like, processing power might be yeah like ps4 xbox one level how does dlss factor into that to make it look like a ps5 game also features like ray tracing features like the um, like things we talk about when you talk about things that are ps5 slash xbox series x specific cool are we getting something that is like is ps4 processing but we got the ray tracing we got these things we have these specific features that make this feel more modern than if we we're just putting out a switch console that is just a straight up ps4 right i think it's yeah. gonna be more than that yeah now i think there's so many factors that i can't wait to get the answer to of like storage on these things like a call of duty game is a big old game yeah right dude i was looking through my ps uh ps5 today because i had to delete space to install another game and i'm looking through and i'm like jedi survivor is 150 gigs mortal kombat 1 is 120 Let's talk about that. like games are fucking large jedi survivor what would you say 150 150 gigs for jedi survivor jedi survivor is getting ported to ps4 right yep that's weird right yep I mean, it's strange. You think that you think they're doing that because they're working on a Switch version, Switch Two, where there's smokes, everybody. Where there's smokes. Mm -hmm. This is full-on conspiracy theory, but that adds up, right? But then you think about that: 130 gigs, whatever, 50 gigs. Yeah. On a Switch, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, how how much is the internal memory on a Switch? The internal memory? Yeah. 
like five gigabytes. Straight up. Like, <laughs> it's like I, not I, I'm that pretty large. Sure it's like, I want to say it's like 32, maybe 64. 32 sounds right. Okay. Maybe the new one's 64. Some it's so, it's somewhere between it's under 64. It's under 100 yeah. for sure. And like the, the memory cards are fairly cheap. Yeah. But, um, but once you add in the memory cards, you're getting to a couple hundred probably that you're adding there. Yes. Exactly. Unless you're one of these weirdos that gets a terabyte memory card. Who would do that? I mean, I want to do it. <laughs> oh, it's fucking worth it. You yeah? never need to think about it. I haven't deleted a Switch game in years. Good for you. It's fucking awesome. Good for you. But yeah, it, it, I just don't know what they're going to do. And, and like, man, this is a... I mean, if we're talking about a 4K, if this thing's going to be 4K... It might, but it might just be like with super, like ultra, super sampling resolution and things like that, you know? Yeah. Um, especially if you're talking about the handheld side of it. Then there's the dock side that does change. Like the dock itself could have... It could function differently than the current Switch does, where the dock could actually enhance the Switch, the next-gen Switch's performance. There, I mean, God, there are so many questions. I mean, there's also another question of, is this going to have the same form factor as the current Switch, or are you going to go for something more bulky? Because that does change things, right? And, like, Nintendo, I, Nintendo doesn't scream bulky to me in 2023. Maybe back in the day with the, with the Wii U, even though I don't know. That doesn't feel back in the day, but, like, I guess it is. With the Wii U, right? Like that that thing was a bit bulky. When you talk about the Switch though, I think part of the appeal of the Switch is that it feels like a tablet. It feels like this modern piece of technology. Do you go for more of a Steam Deck approach with the Switch 2? And with that, like, does that then allow you to do more things? Does that get you around like the software issues that you might be having? I don't see them getting away from the Joy-Cons. And I think mm. that is like the the most telling side of this where it, yeah the profile will be the same because it'll be made for the joy cons i can see them coming out with a new form of joy con like maybe oh like we for sure the joy con twos we're or gonna get the super joy cons but, for sure. but i think that it will be the same kind of um grid system of like locking in yeah um so i feel like because of that because of how thin that is to keep the balance right yeah i imagine it's gonna be very similar to the switch and form factor but then we just don't know what the dock the dock could be a completely different thing yeah that could be a beefy little machine shaped like a barbecue oh my god george foreman yeah, switch like a ps3 a switch foreman yeah oh my god yeah That's um cool. but then also there's the factor of the cartridges like i remember and this was they might have pushed through this at this point like i don't know how um they would have but in the early days of switch i remember people talking about the need for cloud games like the kingdom hearts games and um resident evil yeah, control and all, that, cloud being, as well. being all the cloud games and that's because they the, the cartridges themselves are limited in how much space that they have yeah. and so like big ass ps4 5 games can't fit on the card mm -hmm. and that was like an actual like hardware limitation so how do they solve that <laughs> so many i mean digital only could be a factor it do really you want to do that as nintendo i don't think i feel so. like for nintendo enough there's like that's like enough families that go to best buy yeah. that want to buy a box but now like you can just put in a card like a literal just piece of paper in a box to sell people a code so then when they get home they can put that in I, enough kids are playing fortnite and fortnite isn't yeah like on a cartridge and so i wonder if we're there my gut says we're not but i wonder i mean i you were getting close yeah we'll see man got a lot of questions about the switch yeah because the biggest thing is Nintendo is really good about their whole deal is making magical games that are really, really, really compressed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they know how to optimize their games. Here's the Kingdom was like 16 gigabytes. And that's insane. Like all of that is super wild. Like we always hear the stories about, um, you know, how Pokemon Gold and Silver was like recompiled and like, like it was all that stuff. I feel 
is core to the the ethos of Nintendo. Yeah. But that doesn't translate to third party. That's the thing. That's not the that's not the core <laughs> of the ethos for Call of Duty whatsoever. Exactly. And, and or Jedi Survivor. Literally, like we're talking about the best in the biz when we're talking about respawn, and it's mm -hmm. like that's still just how things are. So I don't think that there's getting around that. Um, I mean, you. I mean, the getting around that could be. Hey, as Nintendo, we expect third parties to want to compress, like want to optimize and like figure out how to get those file sizes Woo! smaller. I mean, and I think that just means that you're not going to get things day and date, right? Like I think I, you, yeah. you look at Jedi. Same old Nintendo way, right? Yeah, and Jedi Survivor might not be the best example. But you look at, let's say, Jedi 3 is coming out, right? The next Star Wars Jedi game is coming out. I think even if they are working on a Switch version, if the idea is that the next Switch is going to be, let's say, 64 gigabytes at launch, or even let's say, let's say 128. Let's yeah. be generous. Be real generous. <laughs> a nice little 128 gigabytes. The next Jedi 3, when it comes out on um, Xbox Series X and PS5 or PS6, I don't know. When it comes out, it's going to be still probably 150 gigabytes at launch. A year later, maybe it comes out on the Switch at like a, a decreased. 70 gigabytes hmm. and that's how they get around it yeah it's just hey we got to take time if we're going to try and compress this thing for your platform then we're going to take a year or two years to figure out how to make that happen i know we're going uh real long on this but something that we don't need to talk about today but i do want to talk to you at some point we'll have a million nintendo stories of course i feel like we both have a gut answer to this but mm -hmm. is there ever a world where nintendo can get third-party games on their systems or is that just not going to happen I think it's not going to happen, not necessarily because they can't, but because that's not their number one priority. I think the number one priority is making sure that they're building systems that are going to serve their first party as well, because that first party sell the Switch, right? We look at the Switch numbers and we know that Animal Crossing selling 40 million, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe selling 50 million. Like, I think third parties do come a little bit lower on the totem pole, and so I don't think you're going to have these big sweeping changes made for third parties, because the, also the reality of it too is that PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, right? If you're talking about power, right? Like, PC is where people are going to want to go to play those third parties anyway. Um, yeah, like, I, 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 I think that's it. I could, I could see it where it's like, oh, we, we happen to have, like, these features that are going to serve you guys well. But I, and I think Nintendo wants that, right? But I don't think they want it that bad to where yeah. they're going to redefine what a Nintendo system is for that. Puts them in an interesting spot. I agree. I don't think it'll ever happen. But yeah. I think it'll just, whatever these... These um, specs are are just going to benefit Nintendo games, and I'm excited for that. But we'll have to wait and see. Bless. Yeah, you know what I'm I'm excited about. Hmm. I'm excited to tell you about Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny. Totally. Over on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny, you can go and get exclusive shows like Kind of Feudy, like the Next Gen Podcast, and so much more. We can also go there to get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I can't even count the amount of nights I lose sleep because I just can't stop thinking and my brain just won't stop talking. It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace and it can give you the tools to find more balance in your life. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. You can find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kindoffunny. Betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny.
and we're back. With story number three, Mortal Kombat 1 fans are roasting the $70 Nintendo Switch version for its eye-popping visuals. This is Wesley Yinpool at IGN. Uh, Kevin, for your info, right, I have like four links here. I want to read through the story real quick first, and then I want to look at the links one by one because I want to have some fun here. Good, good. So to get through the story, uh, again, this is Wesley Yinpool at IGN. Mortal Kombat 1 is out in the wild with this with uh, Mortal Kombat 1 is out in the wild following its early access release. And so fans finally have a chance to check out the visuals of the Nintendo Switch version. Unfortunately, early impressions are negative, so much so that NetherRealm's fighting game is already approaching meme status. The Nintendo Switch version of Mortal Kombat 1 was always going to look worse than the PS5 and Xbox Series X and S versions, given the power available from the hardware. But fans were shocked to discover the extent of the downgrade. It's clear to see the character models are generally low quality here, but the internet is having f uh, its fun with the character's eyes, which on Nintendo Switch appear to pop out the eye sockets, and not in a gory, fatality kind of way either. I'm going to stop the article there. Now we're just going to see these things for ourselves, because let me tell you, I was having a field day yeah. over the weekend. I was having a field weekend, too. Ooh, field yeah. weekend. So right. this is the first video, Kev. You can click play on it. This is a, a comparison between the Jesus PS Christ. The PS5 version and the Nintendo Switch version. We're seeing Johnny Cage here. Oh my uh, God. The Switch version of Johnny Cage <laughs> apparently doesn't have eyelids. <laughs> I get, oh, he did because he blinked. He blinked right there. He looks real fucked up. Yo, he looks real fucked up. Looks real bad. He looks coked out of his mind. And no, like barely any textures on his face too, which is wild. This is the second video here. Uh, we got, let's see, somebody's playing a Sindel, it looks like, and they're just walking over. Oh, there's Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung is walking on the opposite axis. And so Sindel is walking from oh. right to left. For some reason, the person playing as Shang Tsung is walking forward and backward through the map. Wow. That's so weird. That's amazing. And uh, on the third link here, I got just some images. Kev, you can, you can just click through. Again, we have this Johnny Cage here without a face. Look at his hand. Hold on. I'll go back. Look at that thumb. Oh my god. That's like the AI images when you ask the AI to make people and they don't know how to do hands. They got um uh Melina here, right, making her iconic like fucking like showing your showing you her teeth, but she just looks bad. Face is all blurry. You got some more <laughs> some more characters here. You got Frost in the background. Uh again, all of them looking terrible. Terrible. And I think we got one more here. Uh, uh this is Smoke wearing a mask. The but mask his mask is like just in his face. His mask is clipping through his face. Um, and then you can kind of see his dead eyes there, too. Um, I have one more link here, uh, which is a meme. It says, uh, the spider in my Nintendo Switch when I boot up Mortal Kombat 1. And it's just a video of um, Robin from Teen Titans Go just struggling <laughs> to get out of the burning Teen Titans building. God. Tim, how did we get here? I mean, what you know, hey, that, they, they tried. That's what it is, right? <laughs> they tried it. Like, this is exactly what we're talking about. It's th third-party games are not optimized for Switch. The Switch hardware is old as all hell at this point. And Mortal Kombat 1 is an absolutely gorgeous game. It yeah. is gorgeous. It runs super well on the PS5. Dude, when you look at those environments on a PS5. Unbelievable, man. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. It's beautiful. And that's, that's the other thing is uh, in, when, in continuing the story, right? If you go to the actual IGN article, toward the bottom of the story, they talk about how the uh, Mortal Kombat 11 it was known for having a pretty good switch port right but the difference here is that that was a ps4 game now that we're making the jump yeah. to ps5 porting down a ps5 game over to the switch way more of a challenge yeah and so totally man and that's the thing is like yeah this shit's ugly i was seeing people in the chat saying that it runs well though that the switch port yeah. they're saying that like it seems to be hitting 60 which like hey the gameplay is what matters for these type of things but this is what we're talking about of comparing a ps5 game to a switch how does it look on each and it is 
similar when you look at a, a game running on pc and it's like oh on the pc it could go this high that's wild switch is the opposite of like look how low it can go yeah <laughs> look how low can look, go. look at the high, how low play, can go. play the game on low settings can you that's go down switch low. yeah i mean that's not defending it at all that's just calling it what it is i think it's also the thing of wow like we talk about the end times like we talk about how we're in this, the end times of the switch i talk about the four horsemen of the, the apocalypse the new untitled uh, Peach game, which mm -hmm. is now titled Peach mm -hmm. No Time. It looks really good. You know, we got that. We got the Luigi's Mansion 2 port. Yeah, we got, um, I'm not going to count F099 because I think that's something that would have happened regardless. But like, you go through, you got, t um, not Sticker Star, Paper Mario, Thousand, Thousand Year Door. Year Thousand Door. Year Door. We won, everyone. Again, the more I think about it this weekend, the more I'm like, damn Nintendo. And I cannot wait. That's the thing, Ooh. like, these horsemen, exciting horsemen. Like, I, I think they're treating the end times of the Switch right. But then also on the third party side, you look at the end times of the Switch and it's like, oh, all right. Yeah, we really got to push to the next thing. You know, it goes back to when I was playing, um, what was it? Was, um, what was the Heroes game, or like the Dynasty Warriors game that was Zelda? Um, Hyrule Warriors. Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, I was playing Hyrule Warriors back in the day, right? That came out around the same time as the PS5. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I went. And I was playing games like Spider-Man, Miles Morales. I was playing Astro's uh, Playroom. I was playing these PS5 launch games. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was being blown away. My eyes couldn't handle what I was seeing in 60 FPS performance mode, mm -hmm. in ray traced graphics, in oh. all these incredible visual S elements S that you see. SSD. I was experiencing all that. And then I was like, you know what? Let me play this Hyrule Warriors game. Because Hyrule, I love Breath of the Wild. It's one of my favorite games ever. Let me, let me, let me check out this thing. And I start playing it. My eyes hurt. Because mm -hmm. I was jumping from 60 FPS to three and a half. Yeah. It's rough out here. It's man. rough out here. Now that Playing... the PS5 and Xbox Series X is out, it's rough out here. And that's the biggest problem, too, is the concessions made where uh, at the end of the day, it, especially from the third party perspective, the Switch is the handheld version of the games. We, we also talk about it as a console because Nintendo, for Nintendo, it is mainly in terms of its first party games. But I remember when Tony Hawk's Underground 2 Remix came out on PSP, I was just happy that it was close enough. You know, it felt like Tony Hawk. It played like a real game and it was awesome. But it was also the handheld version of a console experience. And when uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remake came out on Switch, I have it. And every once in a while, I pop in when I'm on a plane, play just a little bit because I love Tony Hawk. I love it on the go. But it's 30 frames per second mm -hmm. and it's rough. It's mm -hmm. hard to wrap your head around and it is not an ideal situation. It's playable though, it works. Yeah, but that's all that it is. It's the portable version of a console game, and I feel like with where we're at now, we're just getting more and more used to 60 frames. And if it's not that, yeah, what? And that's the problem is that I think the standard is shifting as we go. And so, like as we get further, now that we're at the end of the Switch life cycle, we've seen the standard get pushed so much that now, at the beginning of the Switch life cycle, we play some of these things and go, oh snap! Like Assassin's Creed, oh man, this game, The Witcher Three works on Rocket League. Oh man, I can play all these things and they're good enough. Let's go. Now the standards and push to where it's like, all right, let's get to the. I, and I and I think everybody knows that, right? Like I think mm -hmm. even Nintendo knows that. I think it yeah. is. Hey, we just got to get to the next thing. We're almost there. Just give us and let us release this Princess Peach game, and we'll we'll get you there. Um, we talked about this during the ad break a little bit, but you're of the mind that we're gonna get the Switch in spring, the Switch Two. I there's something about the last couple of days. The more I sit and think about that Nintendo Direct, the more I appreciate what it was because we we said this last week, but. For this being a potential last year of the Switch, damn, they are delivering. They're doing the they, are, they are really making the most of it compared to any other generation that they've had. But on top of that, like I watched that trailer for Thousand Year Door like three more times, and I'm just blown away. It's a dream. I don't understand how that game could be remade and look or remastered and look like that. Like, yep. and they're doing it. They're actually getting it. Looks it looks like a remake. It looks fantastic. And we got 
Metroid Prime Remastered, so we know what that means, and they knocked that out of the park. I'm Oops. just so impressed with all this. I wish they started like, that type of thing way earlier in the Switch lifecycle, because the fact that, yeah, you get Metroid Prime Remastered, and you're like, wow, this is, this is like halfway a remake, too. Like, I can't believe how good this thing looks. And yeah, they're doing the same thing with Thousand Year Door. Man, I wish they started doing this earlier, because I would have been down to get... Melee. I mean, they would have never done Melee. They're going to do Melee! Maybe they would have done Double Dash, I don't know. Yeah, but... but but man, it's it's just impressive, and I think that it like that game looks phenomenal, and I can't wait for that to be the end. But it does feel like the end, and I think that with the the um, furthest out release date we have, I think it was Luigi's Mansion Two, um, uh, HD is summer. Yes, right, twenty twenty four. But before that, like all the games we saw are pretty much lined up. We always talk about the dominoes. Nintendo got them fucking dominoes oh, yeah. for days at this point, and it just perfectly leads up to. You know, Switch One launch being March. I don't necessarily know that I'm thinking March, but I am leaning weirdly towards March to June right now. I'm still, I'm, I'm still in the mind of fall next yeah. year, and I think that Which is makes sense too. I, I think it just makes sense with that. Um, the final date we have being summer 2024, right? I forget what game that was. Was that Luigi's Luigi's Mansion too? Yeah, that being summer 2024, I could see that being it, and then us literally getting no Switch games for two months after that, and then. October, November, yep. us getting a new platform. And I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. That does seem very likely. Mm -hmm. But my uh, counterpoint to that is I feel like every generation, there's always the crossover phase. And I think a Luigi's Mansion 2 is a perfect... I know the new Switch is out, mm -hmm. but hey, Switch owners, there's still it's some still new stuff coming. Too. And like, I feel... I don't know where that line even kind of like lands. Um, See, but my thing is that... Did that line exist for the Wii U? And I know the Wii U, obviously, like not successful... Like only two people had it, but like it did for the 3DS, not for the yeah. Wii U. But which, the 3DS also a weird thing, right? Because that was still act, that was still an active platform. But that's Switch my point. Out. That's exactly okay. what I'm saying. Is I, I feel like they're going to keep the Switch active um, mm. for just a little bit longer, but a Luigi's Mansion 2 HD style longer. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at a list. Um, it's from Digital Trends of the upcoming Switch games for 2024. Hold on, this is going to get there. I'll just scroll down. Um, but yeah, you're getting. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There we go. We're getting Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, January 18th, uh, which is cool. Mario vs. Donkey Kong, February 16th. Princess Peach Showtime, March 22nd. So already, yeah, you're dominoes. talking about the dominoes. Um, it just it was a window of Q1, right? Apollo Justice, uh, Ace Attorney Trilogy. Uh, Rift of the Necrodancer for Q2 2024. The Plucky Squire, TBD. Hollow Knight Silk Song, TBD. I love that they already put that in 2024. Um, but then... That's all they have here, but then, yeah, you get into Luigi's Mansion coming out um, in summer. And, yeah, they have, like, such a good flow going. They have such a good, like, dominoes lined up that, yeah, like, I, the, the last domino being summer makes, currently, right, makes me think, oh, yeah, that's the gear, that's the gear down time. Yeah. Now it's time for us to gear up yeah. for the next thing. So exciting, I hope man. So, man. Story number four, Unity apologizes. This is from James Batchelor at GamesIndustry.biz. Unity has promised to change its proposed new policy of charging developers a fee every time their game is installed, although it has yet to release the details of these changes. In an apology post on X, aka Twitter, the company once again acknowledged the ongoing backlash from developers who have expressed concerns over how install fees could financially cripple them, as well as the fact that Unity has retroactively changed this agreement, the agreement originally made when they first started using the engine. Quote, We have heard you, the company wrote. We apologize for the confusion and angst the running the runtime fee policy we announced on Tuesday caused. We are listening, uh, talking to our team members, community, 
customers, and partners, and we'll be making changes to the policy. We'll share an update in a couple of days. Thank you for your honest and uh, critical feedback. End quote. These are steps, right? We shall see. We shall see what this ends up at. But yeah, it's uh, it's weird that there's not that there's an apology without a like uh, a course of action. Um, but I also think that's where they're at. They had plans, and people yeah. don't like the plans, and now they have to be like, "Fuck, we have to figure." It's out definitely plans. one of those things where they're like, "Ah, shit, we fucked up." All right, like we we want to figure it out, but we got to take time to figure it out, and so I just put out a statement now yeah. while people are are still mad at us. The thing, is, the question is, is the statement statement going to do? anything for pe getting people i guess back on the unity side even after they announced their changes because we got a question here from joey d aka the floofy boy who writes in and says hey blessing tim with unity making a statement apologizing for but not immediately reversing their pro their policy can any developers trust them anymore say you're a developer about about to start a new project and you're planning on using the unity engine what would unity have to say and do right for you to uh, not to switch to another engine immediately what if you've already started development would you cut your losses and switch I mean, that's, that's where the complications lie, right? You look at this, and clearly they, they have realized they fucked up because people have told them they fucked up. What they do with that, I feel like that's where you kind of like go back to the do you trust them or not. But really, that's on everybody. This yeah. is business. There's a lot of businesses out there that are looking out for themselves, and at any point they can change the rules, and you have to deal with that. That's where the level of trust comes in, like the actual connections between the developers and Unity themselves and all of that. And you need to make the call of like, What's the best move for you going forward? Like, is it the best thing to hope for the best here, or is it to start from scratch, go somewhere else? There is financial implications up and down every which way. Mm -hmm. This is shitty <laughs> from the top down, right? And like the fact that this much power is held by such few groups out there that at any moment can do something like this that affects games from every size, mm -hmm. um, but specifically talking about the indie side of it all, of just like how destructive this last week has been <laughs> yeah i think it's scary man. i think the thing that's working against unity's favor here is that this isn't their first like out of nowhere fuck up mm -hmm. like people have had um like beef with unity for a while for a, a myriad of reasons and this being probably the biggest one leading up to this i think that's going to be the final straw for many developers i think there's a large percentage of developers that are like "Ooh, yeah we're either switching off of unity if we're early enough or if we're planning on using Unity, we're actually going to do something else because now we just can't trust you, yep. right? Like, I think the, an analogy to make would be, like, if like if a merch store that we're using is kind of funny was, like, hey, we're making a change. Every time someone uses PayPal, we're going to charge you $5. We'd be like, oh. Shit. <laughs> and, like, if a week later they're like, actually, never mind. We got a lot of feedback. We're not going to do that. I think there will still be conversations of, like, oh, we should probably move still, though, right? There'd, like, be, there'd be conversations, yeah. But I mean, but there, then there's the reality of where do we go? How, what does that actually look like? Yeah. You know? So, but like those need to happen. And um, if in your situation, if they were to fix the problem, then it's like, hey, cool, they made a mistake. Mm -hmm. Mistakes are mistakes. For sure. If you fix them and like show, yo, yo, we're actually listening, that's one thing. I'm not saying that means that you, you need to be forgiven and, and everything's okay, but. Yeah, like it, it becomes a conversation. Yeah. Right? And if it was like a, oh, now it's this on top of this other thing on top of this other thing that you've done, then I think it just pushes you more toward, okay, maybe we need to go. Yep, totally. I hope everyone gets through this good. That's like, that's the- Yeah, <laughs> that's the unfortunate thing is that like, I, I've been seeing, we've been seeing statements from a bunch of developers and it's a lot of developers that make games that we really like, yep. right? And a lot of them are like, hey, we're going to take our, our game off the storage starting January 1st. Hey, we're going to, we're mid-development our next game. We're going to try and migrate everything to a new engine, right? Like seeing those things, it's like, oh man, they just fucked up the release cycle for so many games yeah. that we might be looking forward to. And so mm -hmm. stay safe out there, everybody.
Story number five, GTA 5 is 10 years old. No. This comes from a tweet from Rockstar. Today on the official 10th anniversary of Grand Theft Auto 5, we would like to thank you, our players, for your incredible support over the years. This must be a typo, right? It's, it's GTA 3 that they're talking about. No, they're talking about GTA 5. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Uh, this amazing community is the reason GTA 5 has thrived across multiple console generations and given us the opportunity to grow and update GTA Online with new features and content over these past 10 years. And your support is truly humbling. A massive thank you to anyone who has ever played Played, streamed, role-played, created, or shared from the world of Los Santos and Blaine County. Here's to many, here's to many more adventures together. Uh, Tim, this had me thinking about a few things. Mm -hmm. One, the fact that so much has changed my life yeah. in the last 10 years. When GTA 5 first came out, I was a junior in college. Yes. Right? I was living in Champaign, Illinois. I this was me like eight apartments ago. Like, my life has changed. Another thing, though, is that when you think about the kids that have grown up with GTA 5, of course, kids aren't playing GTA. The kids are playing GTA. These kids have only had one GTA. Yeah. There's a generation of kids. Like, if you started first grade when, G when GTA 5 came out, hopefully you weren't playing GTA 5 in first grade, but I'm sure plenty of you were. You're like, you're in 11th grade now. Yeah. And that was your one GTA. Mm -hmm. If you're in middle school, yeah. middle school's probably more appropriate, right? Yeah. If you were in sixth grade when GTA 5 came mm -hmm. out, what, are you graduating college right yeah, now? Yeah, dude. Just in time for six. That's insane. I had like fucking five, five GTAs. Plus the DLC, right? Yeah. Like, the loss of the damned and all that. Yeah, that, that is very, very wild to think about. But they did have online. And like, it's not the same. But to that generation, that is what new games are. And that's, and that's the other good point here. And that's the other, I think, very fascinating thing to think about when you, when you think about GTA Five is that, you know, we always talk about Destiny and how Destiny promised this 10-year plan and how like, over the years, they've kind of figured that out, right? But like now Destiny with Destiny 2 is kind of what they originally pitched it as of we want to be this ongoing game that lives that you know lives for a decade and has updates and has an ongoing story and all these things. GTA 5 kind of like was one of the first monumental games like this to do that. Like that games of service um like format. The model, right? yeah. The model, yeah. You look at like something like MMOs with World of Warcraft mm -hmm. and stuff, you can kind of trace that back. But GTA 5 in I think that modern era of what we look at as games as a service is kind of the template. Well, I think more than that, I think it's the only example of taking a console genre and turning it into a monetization machine. Like yeah. so many have tried. GTA took the biggest franchise, even at the time, and then did it. And now it's the biggest yes. franchise. I sold, I, I forget the number of units, but it's like probably 185 million, probably yeah. somewhere around there. And like you look back at the GTA 3 trilogy, also breaking records for sales and all that stuff. And it's just like they took that and then did the sales and then found out the, the GTA Online model. It's just wild stuff. Yeah. Uh, final news story for you, story number six. Liza P is out a day early on Game Pass. This is tweeted out by Aaron Greenberg this morning. Surprise, Liza P is available to play now on game pass pretty cool yeah a nice little nice little early treat for you my one thing here is that like this game was one of those games that had a early access if you p bought like the ultimate edition mm -hmm. or whatever and so like people got to play this a few days early if i'm one of those people i'm like yo no don't don't release this shit <laughs> for the don't release it for the general public yet i have a day left oh, all right man. let me get my extra day yeah God damn it aaron <laughs> aaron how yo, dare real you real talk though mm -hmm. xbox game pass liza p that's that's big big man like that is like you know not the biggest game of the year but like i would say that liza p is what 
one of the top 20 biggest games of the year. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And Game Pass got it day one. Well, day whatever you want to call it. Day yeah, negative day zero. one. Also day four, depending on early access. It's complicated, everybody. But yeah, like, uh, good for them. And yeah, that's a great get. And honestly, like, for, for me, as somebody who put in 40 hours into Liza P, I'll put it up there as one of the ac best action games of the year, right? Like, I think it has that status. And so, uh, good for them. That's a great get. Uh, before we move on, I do have a write-in. From Old Man Allen, and I forgot to get to for our previous news story about GTA 5. Old Man Allen writes in and says, GTA 5 is 10 years old today. I remember it coming out like it was just like a week ago. Uh, time is a flat circle. GTA 6 is rumored to be coming soon, with leaks from this year matching up with leaks from as far back as 2018. But the release is so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to mom and grab shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah! That's great. Thank you. Yeah, it was one of those ones where I... Story number five was the last new story, yeah, then the last yeah. happened, and I forgot about other things, so I had to double back and all this. It was a whole thing. It's a whole thing, man. Out today, we got Gloomhaven for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, and Xbox One, and Switch. Spirited Thief for PC. Ugly for Switch. And then Paperman Adventure Delivered on Paper everything. Paperman? The sequel to Paperboy? Oh, he's grown up now. Wow. Good for him. The Adventure Delivered. New dates. Haunted House launches on Windows PC, PS4, PS5, Switch, Atari VCS, and Xbox One and Xbox Series X on October 12th. And then Tara Aaliyah uses Mystery and Magic on Switch on October 11th. Very cool. We can do a, uh, a squad up for you. Of course, you can write in to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to get your questions read on the show, but then also get your squad ups read like Brian did. Brian says, I need a heist crew and payday three to pay for my college debt. My PSN and Nebula account, and Nebula is for crossplay, are both Zen Baka. That is Zen, Z-E-N, Baka, B-A-K-A, all one word. We're going to play that Payday 3 with Brian. We'll have a blast. PlayStation. Tim, now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. So you can credit for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, I mean, new AJ says, Satya Nadella said that making Activision games exclusive would make no economic sense and no strategic sense, but he didn't single out any games in particular. I don't think that he's talking about call of duty i think activision games might be a good bucket because mm -hmm. that also does include things like candy crush and like mobile stuff too um so i think there's a selection of activision games that makes sense for that but then crash bandicoot i think is one of those things where it's like i'll oh, just you know don't put it on playstation just give it to us we'll make the next crash bandicoot exclusive because yeah. yeah. why not uh bander sense says switch and switch Lite have 32 gigabyte storage oled has 64 hmm uh gundam steven says nintendo has fixed the switch cartridge issue they have much larger cartridges but they do cost more to make interesting that's good uh it's weird though that there's still cloud games coming out then bander sn bless uh, or said bless listed the upcoming switch games for 2024 but missed another code recollection coming in january which is a first party nintendo game cool to be fair i didn't list a, a, like a handful of games partly because i realized that the that list wasn't updated as i was reading through it um, uh, Boy says, uh, not necessarily you're wrong, but migrating engines could cost a significant amount of money in just sheer man hours to get that process done, not to mention hindering development on the game itself. Um, cool. I don't oh, yeah. think, I, 100%. yeah, I don't think we said anything that, um, wouldn't imply that, but you're right. And that's it. 
recountoffunny.com slash you're wrong. We did it. We did it. Another Games Daily. Tim, I'm, I'm glad that, like, actually, I don't know where I was going to go. <laughs> yeah. I was going to make a joke, and I was, as, I was, as I was saying it, I was like, ah, it's not funny enough. Yeah, you know? I get it. I have it. restraint. There. Unlike Good. Greg Miller, no, <laughs> who just no comes out here and says anything that fucking comes to his mind. Does it all. Tomorrow's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily are going to be Tim and myself. Wow. That's right. We're back at it. Who would have thought? Like a bad habit. If you're watching this live, we got stuff happening. Like the KFG post show. Where Mike is going to come out, ask mm-hmm. us some questions. Of course, get your super chats in. We're going to have a fun time. Uh, remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily. We game it daily, everybody. Post, 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 post. Oh, damn. Like, you got your beard Sorry, coming Kevin, in. I wasn't supposed to come in here. I was supposed to sit over there. We were going to try something new. Oh. Yeah, were we? Go a whole two months without touching my beard and just see what happens. Okay. It's a little patchy. Oh. You know what I mean? It's a little patchy. See, I tried that. It was the worst decision I ever made in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to look at me in a week and you're going to say, Mike, this might be the worst decision No, you're going to look great. We got to pull back. Uh, there's a certain energy in this building right oh, now. Yeah? I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you could hear it through the doorway there. Oh, yeah, we did. But we have Fran and Gary with oh, it in shit. the building right now at 1030 to great. 11. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. There's some excitement going on right now, y'all. I am excited. We're, we got something special. I don't think people are prepared for what's about to go down. No, I don't think they are, nor were we, actually. We had a, yeah. a big curveball here as Gary Witta came in, and we got all excited because, of course, we planned this kind of munchies around Gary Witta, really. And then he looked at us and <laughs> goes, fuck don't. no, I don't eat that stuff. And we said, oh, <laughs> this, is, this was all planned because we thought you ate this stuff. So, so what did he, he just wanted to be here? He just wanted to cook the noodles. I yeah, I, I think that's all he wanted. He just wanted to cook. We're very okay. excited to have Gary hang out with us. So it's gonna be a is. really good time. Day, yeah, <laughs> we got our ringer. We got our ringer. Snow Mike we're is going to Mike. try. I'm gonna try all. You're of them. spicing it up. Yeah, I'm gonna try all wow. of them. So please uh, be prepared for death. You know, what I, mean? I don't eat that stuff. Yeah, that's what he said to us. Was we all was we were kind of stunned there for a second. Like, oh, we banked this whole episode on you, big dog. That's wild. I love that. Uh, so it's gonna be a fun oh. time. Uh, we got a lot to go over. Mm-hmm. Before we get into the KFGD Super Chat Prime show, I want to remind each and every one of you that soccer season begins this Thursday, and Cap- Captain Blessing Adeoye Jr. Woo! will hit the pitch for the world's most beautiful this game. Hasn't told me That's that right. Play, by the way, this man Blessing is, is leading this, this team to playing. Thursday night co-ed. Are you playing or not? Soccer. I am officially signed up. Blessing. I am happy to report. And that means you have me. That means you have Katie. You got Roger. You got Lienza. And one cool Greg Gettys. You got a squad there. You have a whole squad. And so we're looking forward to seeing you lead us to victory. What's wild is that they don't ask people like there should be a check mark Mm -hmm. that's like, hey, would you like to be captain? I thought you did that. I thought you did that. If so, we'll put you in a pool of possible Mm. captains and just choose randomly. I just woke up one day, got an email like, hey, congratulations, you're captain. And I'm like, oh, I did not sign up Holy for this. shit. Yeah. And so now you're really captain. Yeah, I'm captain of the soccer team. So that means he has to organize the group chat. How jealous are you, Mike? I mean, it's perfect because I have now, I have a bug in the captain's ear, right? Like, this is exactly, <laughs> this is what I want. Oh, it's like, you know, like, let's rewind to Game of Thrones. Remember Littlefinger and all he was doing? That's me. You, you know what I mean? Blessing I'm little, soccer team. Exactly. <laughs> Blessing's <laughs> doing this. I'm whispering, do this, do that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pulling the strings now. The puppet master. Wait, but also, 
Can't you just can't time. can't bless just make you the captain? No, blessing's a captain because I mean, he has I, to I, wear I, the I band. Could. Yeah, you. I you can make just, him co-captain. He's gonna wear the band. I can make. There's social captain. Blessing has a social captain. Who's the oh, yeah. coach? Social captain, Mike. I'm like gonna Mike. fucking. Br We're making sure everybody. Did you hear the rules? No, I'm not you're, making my captain. You're not allowed to step onto the field unless you chug a whole Smirnoff ice and or White Claw. We're setting the tone early for this team right now. Everybody's drinking. Everybody's having a good time. Are there more people? Or is it just? There's more just people. The, okay. There's like. That's what scary. there is. <laughs> Captain. There, this soccer league is going to last two weeks. It's going to be very exciting. It's going to be very exciting. Um, blessing, of course. We're very excited for that. We'll give updates uh, every Friday Ooh. from this point forward. So you get a little Friday update from the I will pitch. say, I was hanging out with Katie the other day. Yeah. Katie was like. You know the girl, like, there's, there's a couple of people uh, from the softball team that listen to the podcast. No. The oh, podcast. really? Yeah. And so if you're wondering why we didn't get invited back to softball. <laughs> I was invited. You were invited. I don't know. I don't know they explicitly they, invited us. They us. Invited us. Hello, hello <laughs> softball jabronis over there. It's great to see you all very depressed that we didn't play the last game, but I won't go there. You know what I mean? You know where I am going to go? <laughs> I'm going to side away. tangent one more time, of course. Just one more time. Me and Andy Cortez, my best friend. Your best friend. Mm -hmm. Went out golfing Ooh, yesterday. Very green. excited to hit the back nine. It was a good time. We were paired up with a pretty wild duo. A little father-son-in-law duo. But get this, future son-in-law. So the jabroni hadn't popped the question yet. He was working the dad oh. over to get the permission to pop the question. Me and Andy were tied with them. Pretty awkward slash interesting vibe going on with those two over there he said yeah i got two daughters this one i'm waiting on this guy to ask and now the other one the guy called me he's gonna ask her so i got two daughters about to both be proposed to and then he looks at me and goes i hope this guy over here waits a while because i'm not trying to pay for two weddings at once <laughs> and i was like good call good call oh, man dude. oh good man. Call. that's fun but that's your uh, fun update from the week. We got a lot more coming at you. Let's answer some questions. <laughs> of course, don't forget, you can get involved during our Super Chat Prime show right now with your Super Chats over on YouTube or Twitch resubscriptions, just like my friend Y Rokas did, resubscribing at the Tier 1 level for 58 months. 58 months, let's go. Hey, thank you for the Twitch support. Captain Mark also with the resub for one yeah. Tier 1 sub for 68 months. I'm literally... I literally am working on asking my girl's dad permission. It's so scary. Well, invite him to the golf course. Have me and Andy be your duo. Make it easier. Make it easy. Make for it easy. Make That's it easy. The answer. Because I was charming the guy. Mm -hmm. I could have asked for his daughter's hand in marriage if I wanted I, to. I, I don't know. If <laughs> I could have. You know what I mean? I don't know. That, was, that would have been out. Chief Chaos with the Prime Gaming stuff for 57 months. Great show all. Tim, any interest in Marvel's Werewolf by Night, the color version yeah i am actually i really enjoyed it last year um and i've been wanting to watch it again so i feel like this is a perfect excuse to oh okay to check it out yeah nice. did you see it no i didn't watch that one no no super cool okay super fun i okay. mean it commits real hard to what it is and like i'm interested to see it in it was black and white um and i think that was a great choice but yeah seeing it in color i i was seeing uh michael Chikino, the goat um who normally does the music for the Marvel okay. movies the he goat. directed this Oh, so wow. Again, I, like had a little fun with it, and he went real hardcore into some of his favorite genre stuff. And um, yeah, I, I, I know that they, he personally like helped recolor it. So it's like, mm. or color it, whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, excited for it. I recently, I recently watched a bad movie. Last night I rented Joyride, the movie. Bad? It, it wasn't good. 
Yeah. Holy shit, the, you're the first person. When it starts, that. the first like 10 to 20 minutes, you're like, oh, this has some juice. Like, this could be really good. And then you get halfway through and you're like, ah, oh, this is too bad. It just didn't live up to what I wanted it to be. I thought these, I thought these girls were going to have a really good one. Wasn't good. Wasn't good. That, that is a bummer. I'm still yeah. excited to check it out there because I, I like uh, the, the whole squad there. Okay. I watched yeah. a movie that's the opposite of that. Lay it it was me. utterly fantastic. 10 out of 10. Theater camp. Everyone's been talking a lot about this one. It's on Hulu now. Okay. Um, it is uh, the main kid, Billy, or not Billy, Jimmy Tatro from uh, American Vandal. Um, he's one of the, 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 I would say, the lead of it, essentially. But it just takes place at a theater camp. And uh, it's like a mockumentary style. Bless, mm-hmm. you need to watch this movie. Okay. I'm it is so funny. I love American Vandal. It is. It's American a similar Vandal. vibe to that. Uh, and Ben Platt uh, from a whole bunch of stuff. Um our girl, like it's an amazing. Oh my cast god! There, oh yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so damn good. It's on uh, on Hulu, and everyone's been recommending it. Uh, Matt Rohrbeck was uh, the first uh, to see it when it was, I think, at TIFF last year. Um, but yeah, now it's finally out for everybody. This is how, this is how much um, TikTok has me pegged. Is that I I've seen multiple of the same video of uh, Io Edaberry's character in the bear holding a knife <laughs> to to cousin yeah and like every single time i come across that clip i watch it like five times she's so, so fucking good and she's everywhere i can't believe how many quality movies she's in this year and i know shows. i gotta see bottoms me too i love yeah that. you gotta see theater camp i'm uh, you are gonna love it bless oh yeah let's jump into the chats of course to start off blessing mm-hmm. give me one favorite memory 10 years ago with gta 5 how special is that tim it's special. 10 years a decade. Remember when they came out with GTA Online? We were all just trying to fight to get into the server oh, dude, for just days on end. That was I mean, that was such a good time. Like I was, and that's my thing is I played GTA Online before GTA Online got good, right? Like I was there on Ground Zero. He was there at Ground Zero, Tim. Yeah, I was there Ground, ground Zero. Zero, like trying Wait. to get into those servers. Uh huh. You would make a character, and then you'd get through, and your homies wouldn't get through, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm at the tutorial race. Where are you?" And you're like, "I'm still making a character, but I don't know what's happening." Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Uh, I almost uh, failed multiple classes because of GTA 5, right? Because nice. that came out in the fall. And that was my first semester. I had transferred colleges. Uh, so this is when I transferred to University of Illinois. And yeah, 2013 would have been my first semester. And like, yeah, I straight up was doing bad in classes because all I wanted to do was play GTA 5. And so oh. that was special. Uh, the launch uh, launch night for GTA 5 was incredible. Like that was at, I was at the campus GameStop and the line was so fucking long. And it was basically a party in that GameStop. I've told the story before on shows that like, like went in there, people were playing ping pong and shit. It was a good time. Great time. I remember buying the collector's edition, coming with the San Andreas hat, which I really liked. Oh, and really? the money bag. Yeah, I yeah. remember the like so poster. Came- that always oh, came with the GTA yes. games. And, the, and then they had the poster that had the black light yep. that showed you all the marks. But yeah, this one came with a GTA New Era hats, flat brim. And then it also came with the money bag lock bag, mm. which, hey, GTA, GTA Rockstar, let's elevate that this time. Okay, GTA 6, let's get a better one than the lock bag. That's good going lock on. Lock bag wasn't that cool. Kev, yeah. I, I sent a video to Assets if you could bring up. Uh, Show it to us. When uh, the day that uh, GTA Online launched and it uh, didn't work. Yes. Um, we, we put out this video because we're assholes. Honestly, this was <laughs> so not cool of us to do. We put out a video called GTA Online in real life. Mm-hmm. I love this one. Yep. This is all that it was. This fucking oh, song yeah. would just play on loop as people would load in. Yeah. That's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. 
That was it. There's Bobby. You, you got everybody and their mama in this. <laughs> this is awesome. Slowly fucking walk out. And that was that was it. There, there's no real punchline. This was the video. That's yeah, so funny. that's dope. That's dope. Let's jump so in. I love this. how like the vibes of that are very 2013. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Like something about that video screams like. Yep. That era of IGN. Hundred <laughs> percent. El Capitan 22 writes in and says ES6 skipping PS5 really PS6 since ES6 won't really come out until 2028 or so. Clarifies what Microsoft meant by established IPs. That's games already on PlayStation. Wait, say the last part again. <laughs> you lost me. Say the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Elder Scrolls 6 skipping PS5. Really PS6 since Elder Scrolls 6 won't really come out until 2028 or so. Sure. Clarifies what Microsoft meant by established IP. That's games already on PlayStation. Okay, sure. Yeah, we, I mean, what was the line that Paris said, Tim? Do you remember? You don't pay $7.8 billion to give PlayStation games, okay? It's exclusive now, just like Starfield was. If you want to play the game, you go over to their ecosystem. Why do you sound like an angry father? I mean, it's just, it's like, get, get real, jabronis. We've done this. We've, we've done this for years. We've done this for years. You want to play the game? You do your fucking homework. You knew mow the goddamn lawn. You knew where it was goddamn going. Be I'm real. Mow the grass. It's been three weeks. It's your responsibility. I'm taking away your PlayStation. I'm giving TJ, you an Xbox. It has no games. TJ Perry writes in with some hype. Titanfall 2 servers are back. Thousands are flooding lobbies again. Awesome. They're buzzing with elation. Nobody can believe it. Please respawn. Make Titanfall 3. God, I would love a Titanfall 3. I love the way that was phrased. Mm -hmm. That people are flooding in. The servers are flooding. Flood. People are freaking the fuck awesome. out. I love it, man. This shit's cool. A couple months ago with G or with uh, Call of Duty. like yep. It's just mm -hmm. great, man. I love it. I hope to see more of this shit. Thank you to uh, Perry the Gamer for becoming a member over on YouTube. Thank you for becoming a member there. That's awesome. So many of you are writing in with your YouTube Super Chats. And don't forget, if you resubscribe at the Tier 1 through 3 level or with Prime Gaming over on Twitch, we'll read that off right here, right now. DJ Kento writes in and says, With the strike delaying many movie releases, can we expect 8 Mile in review finally? I want to hear the KF theme done Everybody in the Lose Yourself style. Uh, can uh, I rap the KF? I'll, I'll do like a battle rap. Mm-hmm. To like open up that that uh, video, I love that. I'll do the intro. We should definitely do that. Um, we have talked about. Uh, we don't know. There's no plans. I don't want to officially say we're doing anything. But like one idea we've been kicking around for an interview series, if things get dire and there's no new movies coming out, is going through kind of like the kind of funny lore movies, like the movies that people can't believe certain people haven't seen, or yeah. movies yeah, that people yeah. are wrong about, like Nick and the Departed, or Nick and Speed Racer, or Nick and a lot of good things. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, a mile would definitely be part of that universe. Okay, I like that. Would you watch that? Yeah, for sure. I love a mile. Okay, okay. Everybody from the three one three, put your motherfucking hands up and follow me. My guy Robbie writes in and says, "Tim, are you getting a nitro deck?" Reviews comes out today, and it looks like the Switch controller I've wanted for years. Got my the pre -order. nitro deck. Can't wait for it. I am hoping. I'm hoping that I get it in the first wave. What is one a those, nitro deck? It is. Um, Hopefully, the solution to my problems I've been having the last year or so, trying to okay. go on my Quest controller. Okay. Um, now, are these Joy-Cons, or is this a back snap brace type, it, essentially? Yeah, it's it's there. It's Joy-Cons, but it makes the, the Switch more like a Steam Deck. Okay. So, it's like it's a little bulkier of a yeah. thing. You get a lot of... It, like, it looks quality as hell. You get okay. big old buttons, which I love. 
You slide your switch oh, in there. Oh, it's a whole oh. like base thing. It's in a here. whole oh, thing, wow. man. It's and a it lot looks, going on. It here. looks great. It's sick, and it comes in a lot okay. of really cool colorways. Um, I, I'm through the moon excited for this one. That's not you're not worried about that right thumb stick being too low. No, nah, that's how it goes. Okay. Yeah, I'm into that. Okay. Very excited for this thing. I hope that it's freaking good. Got mine pre-ordered. Should be here in the next couple days. Okay. We're going to check it out. I will keep IGN it gave it a nine. Up. They did. But Unique really? Technique just See, wrote in the chat. Here's my question, though. And again, yeah. I, I, I've kind of become obsessed with uh, Switch controllers mm -hmm. recently. With controllers in general. And I've just been testing them all out. And I've found what I like. And what I like isn't necessarily what other people like. And that's okay. the, the biggest problem with these things. I don't want mushy shoulder buttons. Mushy. I want some nice, like, feedbacky ones. When it's just the mushy buttons, yeah. can't be doing that. Okay, let, let, when we get when you get this, mm -hmm. you bring out to me and Bless during a post show cool. all these controllers, and let's talk mushy, let's talk clicky, let's do it, let's talk the best. I like that. Let, let's have some fun. My dual, with that. See, the reason I love the Dual Sense Edge and the um, Elite Series Two is you just can pull those things up, make the triggers uh, clicky. Okay, you went from L twos and L ones, bumpers, shoulder buttons, triggers, or the L twos. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, the, the twos. Yeah, yeah. And why do you make? What do you mean by clicky? So you know you could pull the little thing up. Yes, correct. The adjustable length. I uh -huh. like it all the way up. You like the so short mouse click yep. sensation is what that is. Yep. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, okay, okay. I like that, Tim. Um, Delaney Twining, Twining, right, Tim? Mike, excited? Oh, exciting weekend for Colorado football. How do you feel about Colorado winning and the Broncos losing? Delaney Twining, you're the best. Thanks for talking a little bit of football with me. College game day is back in Boulder, Colorado. And it's boy, a big Pat. goddamn deal. Pat McAfee, Lil Wayne, Lil Tucci was there. Offset was there. He's a buff now. And Dwayne, the rock goddamn Johnson. Mm -hmm. We're all there to celebrate the big win in Folsom Field. Very exciting stuff. Of course, we know Deion Sanders and the spectacle that is Colorado football. It's pretty special right now, Tim. Yeah. It's like... A nationwide, if not worldwide, story about college football right now. And it's a big deal. Of course, they did play against CSU, which you thought they were going to slap that team by 50. It's an in-state rivalry game back in Folsom. They kept it close, blessing. Went to double overtime, oh, which yo. was incredible to watch. I'll tell you what, nothing beats college football overtime. So fucking good. And, of course, Shadir Sanders, which is Dion's son. He's got two kids on the Whoa. team and a daughter who plays for the basketball team. So all the kids are running around Boulder right now. But world. Shadir, who is the quarterback, absolutely clutched up. He put on his Tom Brady. He played well. Shiloh Sanders, who plays free safety for him, he got a so pick six. Oh, my. It was incredible, man. And so Not they're 3-0. Now they got a big test. We go on the road to Eugene to take on Oregon. Mm, Oregon's ducks. playing very well. The Ducks, they look good. Their Nike right, outfits. Right. If they win, we set up a mega setup two Saturdays from now in Boulder at Folsom against USC, who has one of the biggest quarterbacks in the nation. It's a big deal right now. So is, is Colorado before the hype right now? Is that your team? Oh, yeah. Colorado will always be the hype, but they suck. They've always sucked. In all of my lifetime, Colorado has always sucked. Early back in the day, maybe when I was a child before that, they had a decent team, but they've always sucked. So this is a big deal that they sure. paid Deion Sanders millions of dollars to come there, bring decent players, and actually be semi-decent. Sure, we've played CSU, TCU, in, a, in Nebraska. Nobody too, truly crazy, but I'll tell you what, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time there. Uh, Broncos, they suck. Let's play and simple. I hate the Broncos. They suck. 
DJ Kento writes in and says, also, there's a black bear on the loose at Disney World's Magic Kingdom oh, right now. No. Uh, we now have the plot for Cocaine Bear 2. It is Florida. That is terrifying. Yep. I hope are. everyone's okay. He's on the run, y'all. <laughs> Could you imagine that happening? Like, you're at the, mo you're at the most <laughs> magical place in the world, and a fucking bear <laughs> is there with you. Jesus Christ. That's terrifying. Stay safe out there. Yeah. Michael G. writes in and says, Switch 2 coming up. Nintendo podcast when? Give the people what they want. Make it happen, Tim, you coward. We do That's it. A lot of words. Games cast. We do mm -hmm. it on Games Daily. Yeah. Like we it's, talk about Nintendo every single day. On any chance show. we get. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we fill 91 with the resub for Prime Gaming for six months. Says, will we get another marathon stream of GTA 6? Who knows? Who knows? Only man. the future will tell. Give us a date first. Then we can talk about yeah, that. I Give us a that. date first. What would be the worst game to come out the same day as GTA 6? Oof. Or like the same week. Worst in terms of what? Titanfall 3. That's my answer. Oh, <laughs> man. That would be crazy. Hilarious. That would be crazy. Uh, Jessica Hinkle became a member. Thank you for that, Jessica. Cozy Bear writes in. We're saying says, Horizon 3. That's so <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, reminder, kind of munchies and Fran's love of spiciness. What are some of your favorite spicy dishes? Blessing. Oh man, lately I've been not doing spicy as much because it's been fucking up the tum tum. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Waking up in the middle of the night, just like doing mm. these. Oh, like, you know, feeling. Oh, oh, that's how I'd be waking up. Um, but if I am going to eat something spicy, I like jollof rice. Um, that's like a Nigerian African rice. Um, sometimes, like half the time, it's spicy. It's really like good. That. Hot Even, boys. You like hot boys? Oh, I love hot boys. Love yeah, hot boys, boys, chicken sandwiches. But usually, if I'm going to eat hot boys, I'm going to get. A mild plus, which they do categorize as spicy, because the thing with Hot Boys is that, like, at each of their spice levels, really, it's, like, a level above that. And so if you get a mild, really, it's medium. If you get a medium, really, it's a hot. If you get a hot, you'll fucking die. Mild you'll plus die. will fuck you up, man. Yeah, and I love it. And exactly. I was eating a mild plus the other day, just sweating. Yeah. Just sweating. It's sweating. It hurts so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is this chicken? It's the tastiest chicken you've ever had. Um, but it'll fight back. Yeah. It'll fight back for real. Okay. My answer is I, I love Cajun shrimp boils. Where you, you go somewhere, you get the pound of shrimp yeah. in the bag. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They put all the, the seasonings and all that stuff in there. You get them spice levels up. I always like to go one below the highest one. You don't like it can be a bad time if you go a little, if you try to be too crazy with it all. But um, I love pumping up the spice on that. Michael M. Costa, thank you for the super chat. Furry B Production, New Jersey Drive is a great car theft slash joyride flick. Cool. Okay, something to remember. New Jersey Drive, if you're looking for a fun movie flick right there. Janky023, what are your thoughts on F099? I'm having a lot of fun with it, and I hope it is very successful. Maybe Nintendo makes a new F0 game. Haven't played it yet. Oh, been, you're missing. I know. I, missing. I've, been, I've been playing Mortal Kombat and uh, oh, Pokemon. No. I can't wait. But seeing Did it you buy Twitter, Mortal dude. Kombat? No, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. Ended up getting the yeah, code. We got, we got Thanks, God. I did not pay $100-something. Mike, you would have got though. a code. God, if you didn't but I'm it. in. Give me a code for the Nintendo Switch version. I'm trying to play that. I don't think God, gonna get that. Uh, I, I think if I asked them for that, they'd be like, no. No. <laughs> but uh, the F099 uh, response on the internet has been so great to see. I'm mm -hmm. so happy people are loving it. Like, I've seen people that are like, hey, this is up there in one of my favorite games of the year. And I'm like, that's awesome. Dang, that is great because I need to get on that. I love, I love F0. So, yeah, it looks like a very quality experience. Y'all were streaming it last week. Yeah, right? we had a blast with it. This is nonstop fun. This is great. This is another. Tetris 99, Pac-Man 99, whatever they did. These are fun. This is like addicting fun. And I want to try all night one night 
and win. Like Hell that's yeah. my goal. It's like Hell make, yeah. make a whole stream where I just don't stop oh, and do I just try to win because yeah, it's gonna be dope. Hell yeah. Have you played yet? Not yet. I have oh. it downloaded on my Switch, but I yeah. similar to Tim. I've been playing Mortal Kombat and Redacted, and so I've not been able to nice. make time for it, but I really want to. Once you play as Baraka, let me know. Because Baraka, I'm a Baraka boy. I hit, I hit the Baraka point. Uh, and Bra- I was, I'm a Baraka boy now. I like Baraka a yeah. lot. Dude, Baraka is Baraka blade point. I like Baraka a lot. <laughs> a lot. All right, a couple more questions. Then we got to get out of here because Fran has a hard out. That uh, down forward, I think, triangle in the air as Baraka, where he does like a fucking like spin oh, across so the sick. stage. It's very satisfying. Um, do the KF 8 Mile song as a cypher with everyone. Can you imagine that? Okay, yeah, can you, you imagine Nick Scarpino coming through trying to spit some bars? I really can. But that I was, was unpleasant. <laughs> Michael, I'm... Although I like I like the idea of like we we go up in pairs and we battle each other, like do like yeah. two bars each back and forth. Love that. Actually, that'd be pretty sick. Uh, do either of you run NHL or FIFA custom club play? Blessing. Uh, no, not really. Okay. When I play FIFA, I'm playing usually um, just online seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jessica Hinkle writes in and says. Have any of you watched Foundation yet on Apple TV? No, but I, I heard great things about it. G, watch that one without me. Okay, and final one. DJ Kento writes in and says, Tim, have you, have you ever heard of Racing Lagoon? No. It's a JRPG about drift racing from Squaresoft. It's got some wild aesthetics. Same writer as Final Fantasy Thirteen. Huh. That He's going to Google awesome. it. He'll Google it. Racing Lagoon. The closer we get to Star Ocean... R, whatever it's called, the more excited I get. It looks it. awesome. It looks man. incredible. Oh, wow. This is great. Kind yeah, of funny, best friends. Cool. It is incredible to have all of you. We are very excited for what's to come. Of course, if you're watching live on Twitch, you don't got to go anywhere because Kind of Munchies is coming. And of course, if you're on YouTube, there is a brand new link about to begin. So please stick around on our YouTube channel. Give that a click and come join the fun as we test out super spicy food with Gary Witta and Fran Marabella III. What a crazy combo. What a great time it's going to be. See you in mere minutes. Goodbye. Thank you for watching Kind of Funny Games Daily.